We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, welcome back to Spotify Green Room live show Lions Vikings post game. We are here on Spotify Green Room, like I said. This is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, Pierre, Malcolm. How y'all doing right now? Um, I thought we were gonna get, going to get our asses kicked today, but they like they competed. Just that last play, man, it hurts. Malcolm, how you doing, man? <laughs> uh, I mean, th- let me just tell you, um, when that final field goal happened, I just laughed. That's how I felt. I, I just laughed. It, it just, it was like, oh, you know, here we go again. And same shit. Like, like, dude, this is a team that's like not supposed to have expectations, and they don't. No. But, like, this is a team that's like not supposed to make us frustrated. But like at the same time, they still find a way to make me disappointed on Sundays. They're I'm not even disappointed. I'm just like, I know, no, I'm not I... even disappointed. I'm just, just like that. Like that's the ending. Honestly, man, they should get two wins right now. But I don't know, man. Like I know, I, I know we were not expecting to win this game. We were shitting on the lines this whole week, but at the end of the day, they they came up with the lead with thirty some seconds left in the game, down or up by one, and they had a legitimate shot of winning this game. And they, like it legitimately felt like we we were going to win this game, but that's the that's the ending of the game. Once again, man, like. Uh, like, 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 can't they make a rebuilding team just have the losses be easier? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't even know what to say. But let's talk about the coaching staff. Let's talk about Dan Campbell. Um, I'm going to kick it off to you, Malcolm. What was your thoughts on Dan Campbell's game game plan? Oh, Malcolm just got kicked out. Okay, well, I guess I'll kick it off to you, Pierre. So you see uh, 
with Dan Campbell, what's your thoughts on Dan Campbell today, man? I thought it was his best coach game overall. I'm just um, I like what he out. did today. Like that, I know a lot of people were mad that he didn't go for it on that fourth and two, but the Lions clearly didn't trust Goff there because every pass was behind the first down markers. Um, they never like threw a pass for some. They just did like quick slants, quick passes. They don't trust Goff right now. It's pretty obvious. So I thought you punt it, let Jack Fox pin him down. Unfortunately, he got the touchback, but then it worked in the Lions' favor. They come back. They get a touchdown score, too. And then um, that last play, though, it bit him versus the Ravens, and it bit them again. I want that play kind of removed from the playbook. Like, they just can't. They need pressure. You need to send four or five. Don't send three and play prevent. Yeah. That, 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 that bit him in the ass versus Baltimore, and bit him in the ass today. Yeah, no, but overall, you know, the two point conversion, let's go back there. I was an advocate of kicking the extra point. No, I, wanted I mean, the, that. No, I wanted the two because, you know, you're secondary. You got Jerry Jacobs, he's hurt. Bobby Price is in there, right? Um, you go for two. You try to win the game. I, I love that. Whether you get it or not, whatever. If you get it, you look good. If not, then you move on. I mean, it worked, so Dan Campbell's going to get the praise. Dan Campbell's going to get the praise. But, I, I I mean, man, that was aggressive. It worked out. It looked like the Lions were going to win after that. But, I mean, that that was a very risky call. Dan Campbell, I mean, I understand it. You're down – I mean, you're 0-4 team at the time. Uh, you not, don't have expectations to win many games this year. He tried to win a game on the road. Would I have done it personally? I wouldn't have done it personally. But, I mean, I, I can't fault it because it worked. But – Man, I mean, it's crazy because then on the fourth and two, which I was a, an advocate of punting the ball, I thought that was a fine decision. But then they put the, the game on Jared Goff's arm to get the two-point conversion, which, you know, I mean, it only took five attempts to score points when the defense is kept, you know, giving stops. But for Dan Campbell to put his cojones and Jared Goff on that two-point conversion, that, that was big-time stuff right there. Malcolm, what's your thoughts on Dan Campbell and his, uh, you know, how he coached the game today? Much, much better than he did last week, I would say that. I'll definitely say I that though, much better. Um, he was decide. You know, football is a game of chess. Sometimes you got to play chess and not just be too aggressive. Sometimes too aggressive. And um, we saw today he was punting. He actually punted the ball. Um, he actually played a field position. And look, we we had a shot to win the game at the end. Um, I I, I liked it. Even when you talk about the two point conversion, that's another one of those plays. Like I said last week, that's like a damn if you do, damn if you don't. You know, if if, he did, if, that, if they would have failed it, mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like, oh, shit, he should have kicked the two. I mean, he should have kicked the extra point so, to tie it up, you know. But he extra made it, and now everybody's like, oh, wow. You know, he went to – he you know, he was a little aggressive. He went for the win, and they, they, they you know, they came short, but they got at that point. So I, I like to play calling, except – What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on that two-point conversion? Did you agree with it at the time? I know, obviously, you know the play. They scored it. But did you agree with the two-point conversion? I want to – I, wanna... I did not. I wouldn't have had been mad either way. I honestly feel like if they would have went for, you know, the the tie, I think Minnesota would have been less likely to try to force a field goal. They probably would have just said, look, this is going overtime, try to win. Um, and I think we probably wouldn't have to play prevent that prevent defense. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of with Pierre on that. I don't agree with it the whole time. I I I get it if you want to do it on – fourth and 26 or third and 26 and it's the final play when you're playing it on first down second down third down that's you know it's kind of i i don't know i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do with that you know 
but this team, this coaches are after, they're good at adjusting. So hopefully they look back at this and say, look, this is the second time we did this shit and it didn't work. Um, how about we just continue to do what we were doing the whole game instead of try to convert into that the very last play and then it's, 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 it's failing on us. Yeah, and then Malcolm, yeah, like, I mean, to get into that with, last week, Aaron Glenn said, oh, my bad. Um, ahead, last, week, Aaron Glenn, last week, Aaron Glenn said, um, like, he'll call that play over and over again. And Campbell said, too, I think now they have to look into that and maybe not call that play because it's bit him in the S twice. Even like Campbell, he said he likes going on for a down. Then last week, he's like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be as aggressive. And he changed that up today. So I think that prevent play needs to be sort of like, not taken out of the playbook, but don't call it as much. Um, the bit him, bro. You got, you got these young corners. The I think pressure is more important right now than coverage. If they can get the, the pressure there, really it's for touchdowns. Yeah. If they're, you're trying to stop a touchdown, it's different. The prevent defense is necessary. But, like, when you're just – I mean, when they're playing for a field goal and you're giving them yards, it's a, it's a whole different story to me. It makes yeah, it right. you finally hit a field goal for a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did right now. But, but, but that's, that's my point, though. It's like if you're going to call the prevent defense, I think it's only necessary and appropriate if it, like you're trying to avoid a touchdown because that makes I sense. I agree with just, that. Don't let anything in the end zone. But when so a team is playing for a field goal – and you're giving them as many, not as many yards, but you're giving them a lot of yards, you know, it's a lot more risky. So, I don't know. It was a flawed I mean, field goal. Up, I mean, like, you're giving Kirk Cousins all day to scan the to scan the field with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen playing against undrafted guys. You know, like, yeah. help your demons mm-hmm. out. Put pressure, because they were pressuring the quarterback today. Charles Harris got some pressure. I think Levi yeah. got some pressure. Yeah. Um, yep. Aline, Aline McNeil, uh, Trey Flopper. Trey Flowers yeah, a little bit. They were affecting the quarterback a little. So blitz or the previous play they blitzed uh Anzalone and then Will Harris made a really nice tackle. Then the next play they decided to rush mm-hmm. three and go prevent. Yeah. No. I, I don't know. It, it was just I mean, overall the defensive game plan was phenomenal. I it was. Aaron Glenn I didn't think, playing. Yeah, I didn't think they had much of a chance coming into the game plan. I thought they would give a million points up to the Minnesota Vikings, but you know, they were okay giving up some yardage to Alexander Madison because Alexander Madison did his work. And But the second half adjustments of what they did on defense was phenomenal on every phase. Stopping Justin Jefferson, uh, getting Alexander Madison not as much involved. They did a phenomenal job. I mean, they, they started to double team a little more Justin Jefferson that second half. And, you know, he was still a factor, but not as much of a factor as he was in that first half. So, you know, that line's defense overall, first half and second half, they gave Jared Goff and that line's offense five attempts, five attempts with zero points. I'm telling you, if you have a good quarterback, I know Jared Goff made the, you know, he got the touchdown at the end and got the two-point conversion, but he was fucking terrible today. He was, <laughs> he was terrible today. Yeah, he was bad. Um, the, defense gave him five att- the defense gave him five attempts to score some points. They got zero in those five attempts. I believe he had two turnovers in the red zone again, so not good. Yeah, the, the offense in general just seemed to be better. Starts with the quarterback. Yeah. Definitely starts with the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but they just, they just, we just can't rely on our defense to keep us in games like this. We gotta be able to. And I know coming into the season, we we didn't have much expectation as far as talent on our offense. But they gotta be better, man. They gotta. We have we have some type of weapons. They need to do a better job of getting these guys open in space and getting them the ball. Swift, TJ, 
Like I know TJ's being double, but you gotta find a way to utilize him in some type of way. We can't. He yeah, can't he's have like what do you have? What do you have? Three target, three three yeah. catches today. Two car, two Not catches sure. today. What do you have? He had like one catch throughout like, for most of the game. I think it might have just been that one catch. Like you can't, you can't have that. But like, I, I get it. He's double, but you gotta find a way to get him. You know, move him around. Maybe put him out wide. Put him in the slot. You gotta do something. You can't. You can't like. Anthony Lynn, like, come on, man. <laughs> you got to get your playmakers involved, man. Oh, um, I didn't think injury Anthony update Lynn from Dan Campbell. Uh, that- Quintess Cephas, shoulder doesn't look good. Called it a clavicle. So he's probably going to be out. He's going to miss some time. Okay. Here we go. Another play. Is it, like, every week, are we going to put a person on the IR? Is, it, is, it, is, that, is that what's going to happen yeah. this year? Okay. But I, was uh, I would say something Anthony Lynn. Route. Yeah. Oh, Something with Anthony Wynn that I was impressed with was uh was the run game. Yeah, he 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 stuck to his guns this week. They they stuck to the run for most of the game. They didn't really abandon it. And the Lions defense gave him the opportunity to stick to that run game. But you know, it was keeping more Jamal Williams in there, using Swift. I, I like that he used both his running backs appropriate this week, where Jamal Williams was the high hand last week. And they like Danny Campbell said, and the thing they said on the broadcast too is that he even admitted that they abandoned Jamal Williams a little too early in that game and this week, they didn't do that. They, they stuck to both Jamal and they stuck to DeAndre Swift and they stuck to the game plan. And, um, you know, I thought overall the run game wasn't great, but I thought it kept them honest. They had some solid runs in, mixed in there. So, you know, as far as the run game, it was there. But, you know, J- Jared Goff, I think, is just holding back this offense so much it is. I can't even blame Anthony Lynn as much as, I, as the quarterback myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Tyler. What I'm talking about that for. What I'm talking about as far as, like, getting the offense rolling, I mean, like, getting, like, Swift involved in the pass game as well. Like, we're not seeing much mm-hmm. of Swift in the pass game. We're not seeing TJ being targeted as much. And maybe it is golf. You know, golf had a he – didn't, he didn't have his best game. And <laughs> this, this is probably one of his worst – It's terrible. one of his worst games as, as a line. Probably Is it? Yeah, it was bad. It is his worst I game mean, in the line. We talked about him being average, <laughs> bro. Terrible, like he hasn't even been average these past couple of weeks. He's been awful. No. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. He's terrible, dude. He's actually terrible. He's, he's bad. I mean, his, his decision making is supposed to be smart. That's like supposed to be one of his things. Like he's going to make the smart throws. He's not even doing that anymore because he had a terrible interception to Eric Kendricks. And then that one play, the, the bootleg, uh, trying to hit Khalif Raymond in double coverage. It should have been picked off as well by Harrison Smith. Yeah, that was a bad throw. You don't throw a jump ball to a, like a 5'9 receiver in double coverage. That was stupid. With one of the best safeties <laughs> in coverage, Harrison right. Smith. <laughs> I mean, I it's, mean tough. it's tough. Yeah, he, he, he's terrible, dude. I mean, they have to move off of him eventually. Yeah, yeah I just don't know like, how you replace him because it's, there isn't a lot of like... Not right now. I mean, obviously, we're stuck with him for this season, right? But like, if, if people had any optimism of Jared Goff being the franchise quarterback... He's not. Yeah. I think I think there should not be a single soul that believes that anymore. A single soul should not believe in Jared Goff being a franchise quarterback anymore. No, I mean even I, even though you know I was like you know let, let's give him a chance. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't proved. He got his chance. He, he got he his chance. His, he had his chance. Um, I mean, there's it's still a long season. Who knows? Maybe he could catch fire later on. I I don't know, but it hasn't looked good so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you have Matthew Stafford in this game, I hate to look back and say, oh, if we had this guy or this guy, whatever. But if you have Matthew Stafford, I think we legitimately smashed the Minnesota Vikings today of how our defense was playing. I think yeah. we killed them. Yeah. Just put Matthew yeah, Stafford in quarterback. The, I, keep the, keep the same exact roster. Just put Stafford instead of golf. I think you smashed the Vikings today. Yeah, I agree. It's tough. It's tough when you have, yeah. you know, the defense is not really – they're, they're they're not supposed to be your strength, you know, but that's that's look like that that's the strength of this team. And it's like I don't know how much the defense could carry us and and keep us in the games like this. Like this was the Lions opportunity here to um to take a win. But our offense yeah. just hasn't been good. I guess yeah. Looking at the positive, looking at the big picture, the nice thing is too, like you're getting these defensive performances, not from like just veterans that are here on one year deals and they're gonna be out the doors next year. You're getting these performances from guys that have some long-term, you know, ability. Like Levi Antarike had a pretty solid game, in my opinion. Lee McNeil had a pretty solid game. Yeah. Um, you look at you look at some of these DBs. We mentioned Jerry Jacobs. We mentioned Amania Warrior. You know, I, obviously there was some guys like veterans that made an impact in this game. Charles Harris, but I think Charles Harris is another guy we have to mention. I've, I've been saying this for the last two weeks now. I think Charles Harris is a guy we have to mention. Maybe he deserves another contract if he continues to do what he's doing so far this season. He's been really good for this Lions team. Yeah, he's really on good. pace for 17 sacks. Which oh, obviously probably won't happen. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, no, I know, I know, you, I know exactly what you mean. But he is—he's been really good for this football team. Um, he just came in with the chip on his shoulder. He's been very good. I think he Charles Harris is what some Lions fans expected Jared Goff to be coming with the chip on your shoulder and try to pr- prove some haters wrong. I think Charles Harris has been <laughs> more of that than Jared Goff has so far. Yeah, and one's making like north of thirty mil, and the other one's making like what, like a mil or two, maybe. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a million. question: If Charles Harris somehow pulls off a 
11 or 12 sack season. And, you know, once you hit those double digits, you command a lot of, you kind of command some money. Do you think mm-hmm. the, the Lions should still pay him? I mean, we'll see there. Um, I mean, we still have a yeah. season to play this whole year. It depends. Like, it depends where we are. Like, I don't know. Depends how much money he's commanding. Well, like another 16? I mean, I mean, if you had the number we, one pick, uh, like this is true, if you had the number one pick, I think you take the guy out of Oregon instead of paying Charles Harris, right? Like, I don't no, know. No, I, I agree with that. But if you could keep Charles Harris as a rotational piece and an affordable contract, I am all in. I don't know, but I'm not paying him big bucks, though. Yeah, I'm in on that, too. I don't think he's a starter. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's, like, yeah, I, I think he's a very good rotational starter, A very good rotational piece. That's, kind of like, like George Johnson. Harris. You remember him? Yeah. yeah, I like George Johnson. It's a good comparison. So, you know, I, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, maybe if he continues this pace, some team will overpay for him. That's possible. I wouldn't be completely shocked by that. But if you could keep him around as a nice rotational piece, I'm completely down with that. Yep. But, you know, overall, I, I give a lot of credit to the Lions team today, man. This was a team, like we mentioned, was just not, you know, it, I wasn't even excited coming to the game today. But they made this game super exciting, came down to the last play of the game. You know, they, they put it all. They put it on the line. And I think something we have to talk about really quickly, I know we're not a Vikings pod, but the Vikings stink as well. I mean, they are terrible. They were a field goal away from probably everybody being fired. You know what That's I don't get with them? They abandoned. They stopped going to Justin Jefferson when Detroit couldn't stop them all day. I didn't get that at all. Like, I think you have to keep your foot on the I couldn't pedal. tell if that was the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was the Lions maybe adjusting to Justin Jefferson or if that was the Vikings just a, kind of abandoning Justin Jefferson. I couldn't tell there, honestly. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I was trying to give watch. credit to the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they did a good job just covering him and um, taking him out the game. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. No, but like the Vikings started going back to the run game, though. They didn't really pass it as much. Even when they did, when they did start passing, yeah. they didn't target Jefferson. I don't know. Um, but I will say, I, th- I think this was Dan Campbell's best coached game overall. I, I just think it was very smart. Wasn't too aggressive. I mean, it was aggressive, but not reckless. You know, it was, it was a good and aggressive. The two-point conversion, maybe I have my different thoughts on that. But overall, I think it was a good... You know, not a reckless game plan by Dan Campbell. He he stuck to his guns. I love this too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. I I, I I I get. I understand that a little bit more. But you know, at the fourth and two, I was fine with him kicking it, trusting your best player in your team, your punter, who's been pinning you know teams all day, every every game so far. It was just a bad bounce. He had a touchback. But you know, I, I was completely fine with not going for that fourth and two, and you know, punting the ball away and trusting that line's defense because, like I said. That was attempt number four number or five for Jared Goff at that point. There's a certain yeah. point where how much am I going to put – like how much trust could I put in him to finally give me a first down and get me into the end zone? He obviously wasn't doing it. So, so you can't be – you know, I can't be mad with Dan Campbell in that decision right there. Right. So. Okay. Well, um, well, you guys got anything have... else, Dad? You guys got anything else? We, could, we can get some callers in here or – yeah, you can bring somebody. You can bring here. somebody up. Um, anybody want to share their thoughts of their game? If anybody is, if they're upset. They want to rant for a little bit, or not. Give, give the protein the coaching staff some props. Yeah, we got, we got, we got Simba. We got somebody. What's up, Mike? What's up, fellas? Mike, what's going on? Hey, man, real quick. I'll get you in a second, David. Real, real quick, guys. I, I, I kind of want to ask you guys a few questions. You know, when they initially made the trade with golf. 
you know, when they went through the whole process and they went through the trade process, obviously they wanted to get Stafford to where he wanted to go, but you've seen that offer that they had from Carolina. I think that one of the things that I'm struggling with most is I actually think that this team, and again, this has been one of the better seasons. If you can read some of my comments, I, I mean, this team's playing really hard. They're losing, but they're playing really hard and they're showing some good signs. Like today was a really good day. We've seen McNeil. We've seen uh, Ozariki play. We're seeing some guys starting to contribute that are young. And they finally started to play Tracy Walker. We talked about that last week. They took him off for half the game. We don't know why. And today he had a, they played him the whole game, and he played really well. But I think that one of the things I don't, I'm trying to understand is, and I want to I want your guys' opinion. I mean, I think that this general – because you got to remember, this is, the, this is the general management team that drafted golf. So they know him better than anybody. And they made that trade, I believe, not for Matthew Stafford, but more because they believe in golf. I'm really scared that these guys really believe in this guy because he is terrible. And I, I can't see them winning with this guy at all. Mike, do you think the reason yeah. why they took on that golf contract, they got an extra one out of it and an extra three out of it. Like they got two ones and a three, and they had to take that contract back to fit with uh, Stafford, to fit Stafford on the books in L.A. Yeah, yeah, but 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 Pierre, I mean, would you rather have the thirtieth and thirty-first pick, or would you rather have the eighth pick? That's like, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, to, I mean, come on, these are late; they're going to be late first-round picks. I mean, you, I mean, this team is so deprived of prime-time players. I don't know how you make that trade because if I was to trade you the thirty-first pick this year and the thirtieth pick next year, would you trade me the eighth pick? You probably wouldn't. You know, I just I that it's a tough decision, but it's a tough decision because they have so many needs on this team. It's not like you're one or two needs away. And I understand top ten picks are very luxury picks, and they're very hard to get, right? So I understand. You know, some people would take the Panthers offer, and I think I think that's fair. I think bringing in Goff was just to see what he could do because I think their thought process is we'll take two first round picks. And maybe we get our franchise quarterback out of this. Obviously, we've seen it these first five weeks. I think we're all believers that Jared Goff is not the franchise quarterback. But they gave they had an open trial with the quarterback. Potentially could fill that void in and two first-round picks. I, I, I understand what you're saying with the Carolina Panthers, though. But you think about it. These are the guys who drafted him, right? I mean, yeah. so if he's a boss, it's more indicative on them as well. Because this is the group that drafted him. And if he was in charge of and, college scouting, and maybe they brought him in, and, then this yeah, is and maybe they brought him alley. in to, yeah, and maybe they brought him in to prove that you know we could fix Jared Goff, which is obviously not the case right now. I mean, it's tough. It's it's a really tough situation right now with with you know you got two first round picks. I think we should still be content with those two first round picks. You, Ian, yeah. we have I to mean, watch him next year. Remember, we have to watch him next year because they restructured the deal to where he's on basically yeah, uncuttable next year. That that's yeah, fine because, like, if you have a rookie quarterback, say you draft a rookie this year, the rookie class not that strong, but say they draft a rookie, they they don't have to throw him in there. They could sit him a little, learn behind golf, just sit, learn a little, now, and then you unleash him the following year. Yeah, but now we're talking. Yeah. About, this now, is a now, rebuild, bro. I don't know what to tell year. you. I mean, now we're talking about a three-year. This team's gonna be shitty for three years. This is a I mean, rebuild. That's how rebuilds work. Look I, at the I, this is a, this I, is a rebuild, man. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you guys, but I mean, I mean, but you're talking about you're talking about breaking in a rookie quarterback on the third year. 
Well, look, bro, there's no quarterback right now, in my opinion, that's like a Trevor Lawrence or like that's like – I know, but let me ask you, question, when, have you or... when have you ever seen that NFL history where they've gotten the third year they restarted on quarterback? In the any Niners. Regime in... The when? Niners. Well, it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't even – it doesn't. It, it doesn't even have to be a rookie quarterback. It, it could be like a Panther situation where Sam Darnold hits the market and they could they trade right. for somebody. Or the Rams, they they trade for Matthew Stafford. Like there's going to be quarterbacks on the market as well. Mm-hmm. If they don't believe in a rookie, they could always trade for one as well. That's you know for for a veteran quarterback that they maybe believe in. I mean, you got to look at it this way. Do you want to throw a rookie quarterback in this line situation right now? I I think that you have no choice but to play. The faster you play a rookie quarterback, the the, the faster this turnaround comes about. I don't think that there's anybody. I know they got six-year deals, but if you look at back in the in NFL history, when has a regime on its third year drafted a quarterback and started a rookie first-year quarterback and then survived? If you look like at it. every new regime, they're starting with a new quarterback. I'm just telling you that this smells to me like these guys are. I mean, are, are really like this kid, and I. I I'm no, scared of that. this is the thing right now. All those other regimes you're talking about have never been in a Detroit Lions situation. What regime right now? What what team right now has been in a Detroit Lions situation? Detroit Lions are so bad. The Bengals. They're they're, they're not even as bad as the Detroit Lions. Um, I mean, there's a lot of bad things in NFL history. The thing is, like you got the Bengals. I mean, you could say. I mean, they're not. They don't have as many. They didn't have as many holes as the Lions right now. I'm I'm okay with fixing everything around us first. Maybe fix our, you know, they they did a good job fixing the offensive line. You know, get your get your pass rusher in there. Get a, a premier pass rusher. I don't mind fixing the team first and then insert a quarterback later on. I don't mind that. It is what it is. I mean, even if you have to, a guy has a market, and we get a guy or a good a rookie comes in. I don't mind that, but I'm okay with. I'm what okay about the Sean rebuild, Watson? Man. Like, what about Deshaun Watson next? Um, what about like, you know, I mean, something like that. I could. Watson has a no trade just, clause in the contract. The, yeah, exactly. Company. He has a no trade clause, and, and he also he has like, want to come issues. Here. He has issues off the field, so I don't know if the Lions would want that. I just, yeah, I just. Well, I'm saying if he clears his allegations, they should. They, oh, yeah, they should definitely have a call. Yeah, he clears allegations. Like, he's cleared and he's not guilty. Sure. Um. So, so you guys are okay with? Like well, Watson, you guys are okay with giving all your first round picks for Watson? Because I think you didn't no, get four. No, I'm saying if it, well, well, not, well the Sean Watson, they're not big. Deshaun picks, Watson trade guys a lot lower now too. You, you, you guys are lower. As of right now, it is yes. What do you mean? So no, I'm you talking about get, I'm talking about if he clears the allegation. I don't think oh, his trade guys clear those lower. allegations, man. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it would be over by now if it was going to be something serious. And number yeah, two, yeah, I'm not going to say Malcolm, he's going to clear those allegations because we don't know. So I wouldn't say that. Too. We don't know. Those first but... round picks don't mean much, man. Those are going to be late first round picks. It doesn't matter. In the NFL, no, first round picks. Yeah, I mean, you're Lamar Jackson was a 32nd pick, bro. Derek Carr was <laughs> taken in the second round. Like you understand, like you yeah, exactly. This, this team right now, if we don't have any first round picks, and you're saying, all right, let's use all of our first round picks, get Deshaun Watson, and figure it out. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. When you look at what this team has done, and you look at the history with golf, and you look who drafted him, and you looked at the fact that you know what's going to happen, right? They didn't support him this year. And we talked about this specifically, Pierre, earlier in the preseason when we talked about how bad the receivers were. And I remember Lee and a couple other guys saying, oh, my God, we got this guy and we got that guy. And I said, listen, they're going to give golf a free pass because they're not building around him. They're going to give him, put shitty support around him. And they're basically going to say, okay, well, we're, we didn't give him much support. I'm just looking at this team now, and I'm just – I think we got another year for sure of golf. 
and then maybe even a third year. Can you guys stomach another two years of this guy after this year? Yeah, because we're going through. I don't. Know. I, 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 I don't know. No, 2023. They should absolutely have a new quarterback. Yeah, 2022. But next year we could by 2023. It's not like. No, yeah, but no, by, by 2023, you absolutely should have a new quarterback on your center. No question. And I'll let you guys yeah. go with this. I'll let you guys go with this. He's 0-16 when Sean McVay is not his, quarter, uh, his head coach. 0-16. Uh, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not a believer history. in golf. I, <laughs> I believe every Dude, bad statistic like about Jared It's not like we're saying golf's our franchise quarterback. Yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're not. The Lions are rebuilding, and there isn't like a Joe Burrow. There isn't a Trevor Lawrence. There, was, there isn't a Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance they could take right now. Like... Malik Willis, he's good, but he threw three picks against Middle Tennessee yesterday. So I don't know which quarterback he's hit. He's got no No, you're right. You're right. Who do you want? Like, who do you want as our quarterback next season? Like, you can't just go. Just who do you pick? Spencer Rattler? I think like, no. I think Deshaun I Watson. I think Deshaun he's not Watson coming here. He has a no trade clause. He's not. Don't even get your hopes up trying to get think of. Don't even put that in your mind to get your hopes up thinking that we have a shot at Deshaun Watson. It's not. That's not going to happen. There's no chance Deshaun at Deshaun Watson. Watson. <laughs> that man has a no trade clause. So he pretty much gets a pick where he wants to go. And for him to say, okay, at all the teams I want me, I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions, who are rebuilding right now. I think he's going to want to go to a winner, a team that's a quarterback <laughs> yeah. away um, to, so to win. So think, man. I mean, you guys got to no, flip no, the draft not soon because you guys are going to lose a bunch of fans. This team's going 0-9 at least. And it's like maybe even 0-10. Real quick before I drop, what do you guys think the record's going to be now? Do you think they win two games? I mean, is the over under know, two man. more games? I don't know. I mean, they yeah. almost won uh, today. They should have yeah, won, won two Baltimore. games already. I mean, yeah, I gave no, them two, no, no. three I'm games. No, no, no. the rest yeah. of the season. Do you think they'll win two games? I mean, do you think this team yeah. will finish 2-15? I, mean, I didn't never know what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's a week-by-week process. Yeah, man. It's look, a week-to-week process. Look, yeah, look, look, at, look at this week. So we came in this week thinking, oh, shit, the Lions had no chance. We're going to get killed. They they, they should have won this game. So does one and three, I can't. I get they're one and three. I get they're one and three, but we play that same one and three team again. Yeah, we played that same one. We played them again. I know, but they dominated the whole game except for the last ninety seconds. Did they dominate the whole game? They put up one one touchdown, two touchdowns. They they had had zero points in the whole second half. I said that fifty-five yard field goal. That's dominating, man. The first half, maybe, but I wouldn't even say that. Outside of the last ninety seconds, do you think they had a chance of winning? No. I did no. not, but that's the NFL. That the NFL, NFL, the NFL changes like just like this. It changes that. It changes right away. That is dominating the whole game. Then, if they, they, you thought the whole game unless the last ninety seconds, you didn't think they were going to win. No, if they're so, dominating, that means they have a chance. There's been a lot of Lions games that I thought we were winning, and then we lost in the last ninety seconds. Dominating uh, is like thirty like zero. Score twenty-four zero. Yeah, you know, that's dominating. Dominating is what the Niners did to us in the first half. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's dominating. Dom- that's that's dominating. <laughs> no, that's dominating. Scoring, scoring one touchdown and a field goal. What? No, did they even score a touchdown in the first half? The Lions? No, I'm yeah, talking about the, the Vikings. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. They, yeah, they, they scored, scored, they scored one touchdown in the first half. 13 to, 13 to 6. That was, yeah. And then we didn't and they score, score any the touchdowns in the second half. They didn't score yeah, any we, touchdowns in the second half. That's not dominating. They won the game. Neither do we until the last, you know, the last – Last couple of plays of the game, so I mean, nobody dominated. dominated. It was it was, it was a hard fought battle. There was it was a hard fought battle. It was a very close game. There doesn't have to be there doesn't have to be someone dominating in a game to like you know like there doesn't have to be one domination in one game. It, it was a hard fought battle all game. Minnesota can uh, we just agree to disagree? But thanks guys, listen. Minnesota dominated that whole game except for the last ninety seconds. I mean they, they could <laughs> try, like, not dominate. Okay, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for joining. <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
All right, guys. Um, well, that took a little longer, but it was appropriate. I, I like the little, you know, the different opinions. So I, I was, thank you, Mike, for joining. I, I appreciate it. I'm not saying that just to you know, be petty. No, I really appreciate you joining. That was, I like to agree to disagree. So, okay. I think with that, we're a little past our time right now. Sorry, David. I know you no, want to request, he, but we're a little past come, our time right now. So we're going to end this right up. here. I was going to say, if he wants to come up, let, let him come up for a bit. You want to do yeah, it? Go ahead, man. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. What's up, Dave? Uh, David? Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on, Dave? Oh, so I got I I to disagree with Mike there. There was no domination whatsoever. That was a hard-fought no, defensive battle on both sides. Yeah, I agree. Um, But I told y'all, yep. Derek Barnes is the truth. He, I mean, he, he had, had one blown-ass play on that Madison long-ass run. Why don't it just be uh, called the truth? Dude, he, he was covering up that middle. I thought he was but, up and down. Um, yeah, he had his up and he's down. A rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie, yeah, but, but it's... That he play he had that blown-ass tackle on Madison's huge run. Those are plays but, you have to make, though, when you're in the game. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, that's a rookie mistake. He won't make it again. But no, I want to talk about, like, Goff... Dude, he is not it. No, he's not. Not it, it at all. And <laughs> it's just gonna get worse now that Cephas is out. Man, he ain't got no receivers. Like Amon Ra did all right, but Goff is set up to fail here, and it's gonna be the excuse to give him more time. No, I don't think it's. I mean, the receivers are not good. More, but he just hasn't. I, even I, like, I don't think I, his decision making is not good. Like, forget the receivers. Even with LA, yeah, he had, I, I, he, I think yeah, he. I agree. He had turnovers, bro. His decision making just bad. Yeah, no, he he's not it, like at all. Like, like he gets he gets pressured and locks on, and like he didn't see Kendricks in the middle there. Like, I could see him dropping and was yelling at my TV the entire time. No, 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 and there it goes. Yeah. See, I'm not under any. I'm not under any impression right now that this staff is just in love with Jared Goff. They're going to give him as much time as possible. Like I, I think they see what we see, guys. I, I really do. I mean, yeah, unless impressive. unless I see otherwise, yeah. Unless I see otherwise, where like, you know, they, they don't make an attempt to go for another quarterback, or like, you know, we'll we're talking about it more later down the line. I'm not saying right now, obviously, but I'm just not under any impression right now that the Lions are in love with Jared Goff. They're going to give him as much time as possible to figure it out. He's got this year. We know that. And he probably got next year. We know that. If he's the quarterback in 2023, then I'll hit the panic button and I'll agree with all you guys there. But yeah, I'm just not under too. any impression right now. So, I think this coaching staff is – this coaching oh, staff, no, I don't no, think no, it's no, like no. The, the previous coaching staff where they were just really stubborn. This coaching staff, they, they see yeah. what we see. And they're, they're quick to make adjust, adjustments. Like, look, this week we didn't see Bobby Price in, uh, on defense. And, that I mean, that, that contributed to the defense playing a lot better. So, I mean, yeah. I don't see them looking yeah. at this and like, wow, um, Jared Goff, you're making great decisions in, in, in these games. Even with these bad receivers, you know, you're still making great decisions. So we're going to give you more time. It's not the receivers that the issue, that's the issue. It's, right now it has, it's been Jared Goff, and I, I'm pretty sure they see that. I don't think, you know, even though Brad Holmes, yeah. you know, wanted Jared Goff when he was with the Rams and, you know, was probably excited when he came here. Um, to give him a second opportunity, but even Brad Holmes is just seeing what we're seeing, and everybody's seeing what we're seeing. Is this? It's just not. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been good so far. He's so, missing receivers. Do you guys think? You guys think? Uh, yeah, and Goff is going to be our twenty-two Dalton 
for like for the Bears and Fields this year? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, I mean, it's if if they draft some, if they yeah, draft somebody, which there's no guarantee they do this, that. Co- this college quarterbacks hasn't been looking terrific either. So I don't, I don't even know right now. Yeah, yeah that's I remember that's the problem. Baker yeah. and um, Josh Allen and Lamar and those guys were coming Tyler out. Taylor, I think Deshaun was like the only one, and like Mitch Trubisky. That class has looked pretty good, and we said that wasn't really a strong class coming out either. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say that this class is going to be good yeah. or bad. We'll see as, you know, the contracting gets closer. I mean, as it gets closer to the draft, you know, we'll, we'll have more names definitive, you know, in the quarterback race. I mean, there's going to be someone. There's, there's always somebody. So, yeah. Oh, and, we'll and one last thing. I, I agree with the taking the taking the Rams deal over the Panthers deal because we have seven and eight this year. We got nothing else on the future. At least this way we got two more future first and – the brand new staff can see what they're working with here this year and formulate a game plan going forward as opposed to blowing their load with two first round picks this year and nothing for the future. I agree with you, David, because now you're given your flexibility. You, you got to watch the season and see your holes now where this year you would have had the seventh, eighth pick, which is great, but you're building off what you think is going to be the product on the field. But now, you know, Let's say if you do have the number eight pick, who are the lines going to take? Would they have taken a quarterback? I, I don't believe so. I think the whole impression was they took off an opportunity. Yeah. No, if, like, I mean, I think if but now you've was seen, there, they would have taken him, but he wasn't there. Yeah, maybe. But now you've seen what Jared Goff is. I think they – we're assuming it now, but we, we think they, they see what we've seen, that he's just not the guy <laughs> and that they're going to oh, move yeah. on off him. <laughs> hey. I don't know. I don't know, David. David, like I said, if he's a starting quarterback in 2023, I'll hit the panic button with you. But as I don't right know, now, I, I, you guys I, are like I, I can't panic right now. Today, oh, I, I won't panic two, about it because I guarantee fourth. he's it next year too. We're stuck I mean, with him, and that's and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, but like it's fourth okay and for, two for today, to next year. Yeah, it was fourth and two, right? They punted. They don't even trust them sometimes. I don't. That's not franchise quarterback material. You should punt on fourth and two. Well, the way our defense was playing, I totally am behind that fourth. No, but even like the call. third and fives, right? Like all the passes were behind the sticks. Were behind the first down sticks. Yeah. They, like they don't trust him. I think it's I think it's not trusting himself. He's just not throwing. See, they, 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 off, have, they have deep. They have like receivers that's out there, but he. They have guys past the yeah, line. He just throws it. Oh. He, he likes those out routes. You notice that. It's like he loves – I think they install an out on every single play. And I think defenses are like – Breland, I mean, you should have had that. But, like, teams are noticing that too. The Eric Kendricks play, he, he bit on that play and he threw a pick. Like, when you check down a lot and throw short, teams are going to just play soft zones and, like, dare you to throw it deep. So, the, the, the play that sealed it for me this game, that golf isn't it, was – that that throw to Raymond that should have been an interception because a better quarterback puts that four yards further. Raymond's got a step and a half on both of those safeties. Raymond has a touchdown if Goff puts some more underneath that ball instead of moon balling it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just I personally wouldn't start that. He's like five, nine yeah, or five, a bad decision. Whatever he is. Well, he, mean, held it, he held it like a half second too long. I mean, Hodge isn't even out there. He's throwing to a guy who's like 5'9", right? I don't yeah, but Raymond's got fucking speed, man. 
No, he got speed, but when you throw a jump ball, you don't throw it to a dude who's 5'9". You throw it to a dude who's like 6'2 or 6'3". Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Khalif Raymond had had this separation, you know, that's different. He needs a couple more yards on that ball. He gets another two or three Uh, yards on that ball. Raymond has steps on both those dudes. He drops it in the bucket. He drops it in the bucket like you see 90% of NFL quarterbacks do. That's touchdown. Yeah, Raymond had sets on both of those safeties. I mean, I don't think his Harrison Smith was right there. Um, no, Harrison, Harrison Smith is right there. Go, go look at the tape again. Harrison Smith is right there because Raymond has to slow up to try and catch that ball. If you look at it, I have to watch it again. Yeah, I have to watch you, it again. You look at that that far pull. They showed it on the replay. If you if you look at it on that far pull out, he's got like two steps on them, dude. Step and a half at least, and he slows up to try and catch that ball. So Goffey then needs to recognize and throw earlier. Yeah. Or he needs to put more under it and not moonball it as much. Do you think he has not the Russell arm strength? Wilson. I don't know if he has that arm got, strength to like um That's what I'm saying. He needs to throw it that far. If he throws it a step earlier, if he recognizes it and throws it a beat earlier, that's right. a touchdown. Probably, yeah. Because Raymond had to slow up to get that. But, I don't know. All right. Thank you, David, for joining us. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, man. Yeah, I'll see you all next week. All right, David. Thanks. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, with that being said, that is going to be a wrap to this this Spotify green. I hope you guys all enjoyed. We will be back tomorrow recording our post game video, our post game reaction to the Lions Vikings, and then we will do more of these Spotify green rooms on next Sunday before the game and after the game versus Cincinnati Bengals. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys for all hopping on and you know contributing to the call. It's, it's always much appreciated. And leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 